Downloading verbally committed. Welcome to verbally committed. Well, first of all, what kind of mythical powers does a sun devil have? We've got to consider that. Verbally? Yeah, yeah, you like that one? Let that one soak in for a minute. Committed. Well, what do you think? What kind of questions are? I mean, I'll answer your questions, not your insults. I'm not going to, so quit asking. What else do you want to know? See, I'm bitterly disappointed. Can't make that any more clear. Now, Connor Ryan and Mike Gilligan. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Verbally Committed, episode 38, brought to you by CouchGuysports.com, www.CouchGuysports, or as my wife likes to call it, CouchPotato.com. Uh, myself here, Connor Ryan, joined by, as always, Gilligan. You know what? Can I just say this, Connor? When we say oh. this, it always feels okay. like we're on weekend update to me. I feel like you're... Uh... <laughs> cool. <laughs> right? Like, that's all I hear in my voice. Uh, Which one are I'm you, going... Shay or Jost? I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll have to, to to figure that out. I don't want to. I don't want to take claim to anyone. I want it to be organic. Well, one of us has to be like kind of funny but racist, and then the other one has to just be super handsome. So, <laughs> you know what? I don't think either of us would be. Uh... <laughs> okay. We're both calling Jost. <laughs> We're both. Oh, <laughs> uh, and who are we joined by today? Yeah, we're joined. Uh, yeah, we're joined by a longtime listener, first-time caller, uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Sam Hardiman, who works for Memphis News. Is that it? Is that the name of your commercial appeal? No, what is it? No, we, we don't get your Twitter. We don't need feed. to identify my employer. Um, <laughs> he lives in Memphis, and he's a journalist. There you go. That's that's as much as you know. I work for a daily newspaper in Memphis, Tennessee. I, this podcast has nothing to do with my my employer, and uh, they're unaware of my attendance, but they don't have anything to worry about. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know what? his name we'll is Sam Hardiman. We'll determine that. He we'll is verified. He's verified on Twitter, so I mean, you know, it's like our second most important guest we've had in terms of Twitter verifications. Um, <laughs> shout out Aaron Sorensen. She's still number one. Sorry, Uncle Brian. He's not verified. What do you want me to say? It's true. He's not. He's not verified. So, uh, but episode thirty-eight, verbally commit. We're joined by Sam Hardiman. Uh, I got a little. I got a tall glass of Bush Light going. Gilly, do you, what do you? What's your Ooh. beverage tonight? So, um, is it the champagne I, of beers? Finally, not yet. Not yet. I have a. Um, this is a, a sour monkey, um, courtesy of Victory. Um, so I'm gonna switch to a, to a Miller Light in a moment. I did. I'm finishing the six pack that I paid nineteen dollars for at this the price gouging uh, market across the street from me. I still, I went back to be honest one more time. I was like, ah, it's just so. Yeah. <laughs> you paid nineteen dollars for a six pack of beer. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's twenty dollars. It's, it's not I even nineteen. It's the fake pack, and it was thirty eight dollars and change. I was like, I, there was a terrible mistake, but I think they're just price gouging. I think it's just, and it's so close. It's 60 feet from my apartment building. And the other one's like maybe a 10 minute walk. And it's, I don't know. You have to walk There's by a, an old Applebee's. It's a, it's a rough area. Oh, Applebee's. <laughs> just, now, you're just, now you're just mocking all of middle, middle America no, because you don't yeah, want to walk I love Applebee's. Applebee's. I love Applebee's. No, I'm the first one to defend Applebee's. I'm just saying. But you're the first one, one to last, insult it. That's one of the last things I see in that area in terms of, uh, just trying to give you context. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, so you would rather buy, like, like it'd be extorted by a convenience store to buy beer than walk by an Applebee's. That's what you just told all your <laughs> listeners. True. 
true. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it, basically, basically, I don't know. One day I'll have the uh, the chops to to speak up for myself in this place and go, "Hey, what do you mean? This is like a twelve thirteen dollar beer." You should protest um, them. Like pick it outside. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that would go well. The uh, the guy that hangs outside asking for forties of uh, of old English probably. I don't know. I don't know if he'd be on my side or against it. I'm not sure. I mean, I think he would be like benefit from them lowering their prices too. So you know, I think. I think so. True. And a guy, I think I did. I tell you, I bought him a beer once. I I, I shouldn't have. Well, as this goes off the rails, um... way off the rails. All right, I, I but that's okay. <laughs> He called my ear one night. I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got to say. <laughs> like, ah, fuck. Uh, but yeah, I digress. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I'll be getting another beer in a moment. Sam, do you have a drink of choice tonight, or are you just I, I have dry? Some, uh, some high-quality Memphis H2O. We have the great Memphis Sands Aquifer here. And so I like to go to the tap and get me some high-quality H2O, as Bobby Boucher would say. Is that actually tap or from the tap? Yeah, I mean, can you not drink that in Philadelphia? <laughs> is, that like a, is that a problem yeah. there? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, To be honest, I have a, what's it called? Uh, um, what's the freaking thing? The, the, a Brita. Um, a Brita filter? Yeah, I have a Brita. I don't know. No, we have we have quality water here in Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, same okay. here in South Dakota. They don't even know what kind of cancer the water in Philly can't causes yet. Oh, uh, Gilly Please. will find out, I guess. I mean, that's, but, that's why Eagles fans are so messed up. To be that's, you know what? Honest. There's their moms. Their mom gave them a little too much tap water as kids. Temple Athletics <laughs> has never been the same. Great <laughs> 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 John Chaney, by the way. Great coach. Oh, true. Already. We're already. True. Uh, but anyways, again, Sam Hardman joining us. Sam, I always wanted I, – I think I've asked you this question before, like personally, but I'll put it out here professionally, or I mean, I guess – this isn't professional, but, you know, in some sort of public context. See, Sam, it's interesting. He's a sports nut like us. You know, he, he probably, I mean, he's lives and breathes sports more than we do because, I mean, he's so into stats, I feel like, and everything, uh, at least compared to me. And yet you don't write sports. You're, you're, you're a political uh, journalist. What gives? Uh, so there are two reasons for that. Um, first it is one, not very flattering myself. So I went to the Missouri school of journalism. And, uh, when I got to the stage of like being able to report at the student run, but faculty at a newspaper at the university of Missouri, shout out university of Missouri, great place. Go Tigers beat Florida tonight. Anyway, we'll um, get I noticed, we'll get to Missouri. I, I noticed, exactly. yes, we will. Um, I noticed that all of the like people that were smarter than me wanted to write sports. And so I was like, well, I'm not that smart so i'm going to cover the news because there'll be less competition and hopefully maybe i can get better assignments and not to say that my colleagues there weren't very smart they were but that was part of it because i was lazy and didn't want to compete with everyone and then also i i just really thought that i might hate sports if i ended up having to cover it like i don't know if i could find something interesting in in some of the, like the ways that sports writers do like i have some great colleagues at the commercial appeal that write about memphis basketball the grizzlies and i read their articles and i'm like wow they found like this something very interesting in this moment that even me the sports not miss so i just don't know if i'm suited for that to be completely honest okay all right that's fair that's I, I, I think i remember you told me i think i remember you told me too one time that like you use sports more as like an icebreaker that's how you enjoy using it rather than writing about it yeah, like yeah, you gotta, you have to. It's really good to um, 
to know what what sports teams people care about and like you know just engage with them because i think it is universal right like you can walk into any room if you care about sports like on a college football saturday you know if you know a little bit about the game you can walk to any town in america and strike up a conversation and maybe start a friendship so i i, I just look at sports as like a way to bring people together and and writing about sports i mean then you're just you know if you're writing about the nba you have to have tweet alerts on for Woj. i mean that can be really scary like if you wake up and he's got like 15 tweets, that's terrifying. Like to be yeah. completely honest. So I don't know if I'd want to do that. Like, I mean, you cover, I mean, you, you, you cover sports, you know, you call games. I mean, how do you balance like the news and then like enjoying it? You know, I mean. Uh, I mean, I guess for me, it's a little different. See, my league is like so small you know compared to actually like the nba where like yeah i have to kind of be out there and i have to be entertaining for a lot of people i mean the american association is so small that i don't every little bit of news excites me because it's like it feels like it's my own little thing you know like today uh the canaries sold the contract of damick tomshay a sioux city native to the minnesota twins the funny part about that is a former team in our league uh, by the way, Damick Tomshay, I think a former White Sox prospect. But anyways, I digress. Um, he, the funny part is the team that used to be in our league, St. Paul Saints, is now a triple-A team of the Minnesota Twins. So it's like, huh, like Sioux Falls still making trades in a way with St. Paul. And, and I, they actually were a team that usually like gave up their best players to the Saints for like player to be named later. And it was always infuriating. So I was like, Oh, here we go again. Sioux falls, just handing out their best players to the Saints. Um, but no, that's see now to me, if you want to put it in a different way, like what you're saying, um, is major league baseball. I do not pay attention to major league baseball for five to six months when I'm calling my, I live and breathe the Sioux city explorers. I live and breathe American association baseball. I'll tune into the Red Sox. Fantasy fantasy results, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I, I'm the defending champ, Sam, but whatever. Um, but wow. I can't believe you said that to the defending champ. Oh my God. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't pay attention for the most part. And then, uh, like fantasy is the only way I pay attention to major league baseball. It's the only way I know players are doing well. And then I'll pay attention to baseball, major league baseball from like April to halfway through May. And I pick up on it again after labor day and that's about it. So yeah. Yeah. It, it, it'd be the same way for me. Like I just, I like, I use it as a way to unplug, you know, and yep. I mean, college football in particular, I use the unplug because it's just a w- great way to wind down. The end of oh sure, week. everybody. Everyone went to college. Everybody loves college football. So yeah, no, I, I I'm totally with you. Speaking of college football, because you already mentioned it, uh, Missouri. You you went there. You're a proud Tiger alum. What's your favorite Missouri football memory? I mean, there's there can't be many, but you know, that's hurtful but true. Oh. So uh, <laughs> like, like I, I mean, I can't like. I mean, it's just like it's kind of be like you know, it's it's just a true fact. Favorite Missouri football memory? Oh, I would say. You know, it, it beating Texas A&M and Johnny Manziel and Johnny Football in 2013 to clinch the SEC East, the the ironically named SEC East, which Missouri, the second I think farthest most West yeah. school in the SEC, won the SEC East, um, and that was pretty awesome. Like that was just like a, a grand day on campus. It was it was the the sec the second year in the SEC, and you're going to go to the SEC title game. That was also the day of the kick six by Auburn. 
So like, mm. that's just like a magical college football day. Thanksgiving like, weekend. Yeah. It, it's just like yeah. coming back from, you're coming back from Thanksgiving break that weekend. Yeah. And like, to be honest, like, I think it was coming back from Thanksgiving. Like, yeah, what, like, it, it was Thanksgiving weekend. Yep. Yeah. It, it was like, it was a blur. it's it's a blur to be honest. I mean, you know, it, it's, I wish I remembered more of it, but it was, that was the memory I would say. And then I enjoyed, you know, watching, I went to Fayetteville, Arkansas in 2018, not 2018, 2017. And on Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, and I saw Drew Luck throw like four touchdown passes against the Razorbacks, an absolute shootout for not good Missouri team. You can see how scarce the memories are. If you're like talking about <laughs> Drew Lock winning a shootout for a not good Missouri team. But that was also really cool. And just to take in like a, a game at Fayetteville was nice. So those, you those and, are my Missouri memories. And you and Gilly went to a game together, didn't you? We did. We went to a, a game that Missouri lost, the Liberty Bowl, <laughs> the 20, the 20, uh, I guess I it's 2018. The last day of 2018, December 31st. Um, True. yeah. Where was where Missouri, um, lost in the final play, uh, to Oklahoma state. That was a hell of a game. A, that was a really good game. <laughs> and a fantastic Liberty bowl, just a really good game in like really cold, rainy Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I got the flu like the next day. Like I was probably like had the <laughs> flu at the game. Like, and it, it had just taken like a couple of like Advil. I was like, all right, you're just going to watch this game. You know, it, it's just, and if you and if people shout out to Memphis, like if you ever get to Memphis to watch a game of the Liberty Bowl, which is where the University of Memphis plays, it's a really cool old stadium. And I don't think there are enough old stadiums, so it's it's definitely a place to visit. Memorial State. I just want to throw out the facts: uh, all time Nebraska sixty five and thirty six against Mizzou. Just want to throw that out there. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's one thing I was always sad about. Nebraska left the Big 12 and Missouri went to the SEC, uh, I think, a year before Sam and I got to college. Like, that would have been a fun right. fun rivalry to always have against each other. And then, like, for the four years we were there, because then we could have easily been, like, I rode trip down there and stay with him for the weekend, and right. he rode trips up to Lincoln for a weekend. And, yeah, that could have been fun, but it just uh, it didn't quite work out that way. It, Money. No, we, we we were in the Big Twelve my freshman year, and oh and okay, you, and you guys left the year before yeah, that. We already left. Yeah, fuck the Big so Twelve. We, yeah. Get fuck out of here. Well, that, Dang, I mean, Memphis is. Dang. Is that Memphis or Philly? It's not. It's not I mean, rural it's, South it's Dakota. Memphis, I it, you, that. Not, it, you know, Memphis does have some danger to it. I'm not trying to. <laughs> it's a, I believe this was just the fire truck. Okay, and I don't like. The city is a wonderful place. It, it does have some problems with crime, but my windows are open because we like to manage the uh, the heat and the electric bill by keeping the windows open because it is 65 degrees in Memphis, Tennessee today. You know, really? and, and we can do that. Was yeah. today too? I played well. That's that's global warming right there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> South Dakota, <laughs> South Dakota got up to 65 today. Yeah, I'm a little worried about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna buy some uh, lakefront property in Kansas pretty soon because it'll it'll be the ocean oceanfront. That's true. In like a couple of years, yeah. <laughs> right here in South Dakota. Who would you yeah. say uh, is the most uh, famous collegiate athlete in the town of Memphis? Is it Derrick Rose or is it someone else from from Memphis? Like played for the Memphis Tigers, not from played like didn't grow it, up. Oh, in... it's not even well. It's both. It's both in this case. It's Penny Hardaway. 
It's not even yeah. close. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's Penny Hardaway. It, like right. that guy is such a, like a piece of this city. Like he's a father of this city at this point. Like, and just like the, his stature, et cetera. Okay. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's incredible. And they have a long tradition of like a lot of guys came through like the high school, like particularly like in the seventies and the eighties, the high school circuit in this town, like the high school leagues were just incredible. Like just loaded with talent. And like this, like Memphis is a hoops town, like you wouldn't believe, to be honest. And like its its first love is definitely Memphis, the Tigers, and like the Grizzlies. People love them, but like they just haven't been here that long. Been here twenty years. Yeah. So go back to Vancouver. Yeah. Come on now, no. <laughs> I mean, just, no, no. You could have given us talk a about wild that. answer though. You could have given us any answer. Yeah, you could have been like Stephen Goskowski, actually. You know. Yeah. You know what? Chris Douglas Roberts runs this town. <laughs> Mike. Mike Norvell still gets free drinks here. Yeah. No. Then I would have no, called I you a I, liar. I mean, actually, like, Memphis was, like, surprisingly not bitter about Mike Norvell leaving. Like, which, like. Gee, what a me, surprise. Like, me as, like, a, like, a Rhode Island fan, like, growing up in Rhode Island, like, loving the Rams. Like, I was really mad when Hurley left. Like, I'm still mad. Like, I still hate UConn for it. Like, they were very forgiving. They were like, oh, he's going to, he's going to Florida State. Okay. And, like, I mean, that's the city's prerogative, but I was surprised by how forgiving they were. Is that, that like that southern hospitality? Is that just uh, – congrats, Did that Gilly. high life that you just showed us cost $6? Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> how much did that much. bottle of you know what? champagne of beers cost you? Shout out to, to Brian Brewster because it tastes very familiar. I definitely had one of these in college. <laughs> <laughs> that was his thing. So, so would you do I strike you like one way or the other of like, oh, I wouldn't have had this ever in my life before, or I may have had it in my life before. I mean, I mean, the amount of time I've devoted to if you've had a no, my life is like zero before this moment. Um, but, <laughs> exactly, because I don't feel the pill. <laughs> but, but I, I mean, I would assume that everyone would have like what, which is, what is a quality light beer, you know, like say, yeah, light I, beer I college like, shortly after. Graduation party take, season, maybe? I have a take for, for the world that probably will okay. get me fired from my job. I'm not wild about the craft beer boom that occurred over the last decade. Like, I think we oh, were fine. We were fine with the mediocre light beer that we consume in bunches in this country. Okay? It's cheap. It's plentiful. I don't have a problem with it. I'm not saying I don't like good beers. I'm just saying, like, something, like, I kind of, you know, really, like, I don't drink that often anymore. But a PBR is what I'm what I'm going for. I want to play PBR. I want to PBR. I play a game of pool. That's what I want to do. Okay. I feel like yeah. we, did we? Is that what we drank? We 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 shot some pool in Memphis. Actually, it could have been we PBR. Did. I don't know what we. I, I don't pitcher. know what we drank during that time. I mean, we, we were on Beale Street for a, a matter of five to six hours, and there was some <laughs> pool thrown in there. There was some dancing. There was a lot of. I was in a Kyrie Irving jersey. We all made mistakes. I mean, he had, he had had a fantastic night that night, to be he did, fair. He did. He did. He did. Okay. We were so hopeful. We thought they were going to turn it around. We did. Yeah, that was oh, that was tough. Such, but, um, such a different time. But, I mean, so you're probably right, though, in terms of it boomed too much, which just like anything, though, anything's going to blow up and all of a sudden it's going to be um, yeah. over the top. And, Michael, and too many podcasts, too apparently. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> there are. There are. You know what? I agree. I think that was like every everyone's idea, which I mean, it was ours too. During the pandemic was like, I'm going to start a podcast. And yeah, you're right. There's like a million of them now. <laughs> it's, it's over. This one's going to cut gonna through do? the noise. 
I hope that's you right. know I hope so, so, so I, I appreciate that. I don't yeah. Well that's fine beer content, beer related content. True. But we're I mean, going on like a right. month in a row now of yeah, talking about beer to open up our shows. Hey, whatever works. Yeah, whatever gets people whatever gets the clicks and the listens. Um all right. So that yeah, was you hear uh, that people will sell out for anything. That's yeah, what we're gonna <laughs> You wore whatever a truly box on your head. What are you talking about? Selling out for anything. <laughs> I mean, God. Oh, you know what? We cashed out on it. We got some. We got acting some all, merchants. all high and mighty over here. Hey, hey. <laughs> all right. So the real reason for tonight's episode is basketball is is coming to a close in a regular season, but conference championship week is going to start like next week. So we'll get to that uh, when we get there. But we want to kind of turn the clock back to football here this week. And we're going to run down the top Heisman winners of the last 10 years. Uh, Fox Sport or Co- Fox College Football did it. RJ Young put out his list. He had a very surprising number one. I, I didn't like it, but um, it is what it is. So the last 10 years um, of college football top Heisman winners. You know what, Sam? I know we talked about before you came on here, but I don't see Cam Newton on here. I don't think Cam. I don't think Cam's part I of this list. The eleventh year, right? Or yeah. He, year. If you went like, it's one of those where like this year counts as one. So Cam gets the Cam actually gets cut. Cam gets cut, which like I think completely messes up my list. To be I honest, don't blame I, he, Cam, he, he's very Cam, high up on mine. So yeah, Cam would be high up on mine as well because uh, we had the discussion. Me, would you rather have Cam Newton right. or Joe Burrow? Like their Heisman years, and we both agreed Cam. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't even think that's a take. Like, that's not even a. Yeah, Cam was, was RG3 is the last guy. Yeah. Yes. Yep, you're right. Okay. okay. All right. So, yeah, here, here's here's the choices that you, you have. You have, like, RG3, uh, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, uh, Derek oh. Henry, Johnny Manziel, uh Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Devontae Smith, and no real particular order there. Um, that's your that that's the ten names that we have. So the, the top. I think that was in chronological 10. order, actually. I tried, and then I, I if I did, got in chronological, then congrats. And Manziel, you messed up Winston. Manziel, okay. Okay. Well, they, it was like ten years ago. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's our the top ten. This is hard because you look at it, it's like, oh, they're all really good. But uh, we're, we're going to let our guest go first because he's been working very hard on this list. So, Sam Hardiman, your 10th best Heisman winner of the last 10 years. Oh, you ready for a take? You ready for a I'm take? Ready. Memphis Express non-legend Johnny Manziel. Wow. Whoa. Number one? No, no, number 10. No, no, number 10. No, no, number 10. Yeah. I Sorry. Sorry. Okay. I knew that. I was like, oh, wait. One that as I said that it hit me. Okay. This the simple reason why is like I think and, and this maybe is just completely recency bias. But if you look 10 years, like almost 10 years later now, the best player on that Texas AM team was not named Johnny Menzel. It was Mike Evans. And and I and I have a problem, and, and this you're gonna see this in my list all night. I think that a lot of the college quarterbacks that win the prize, we underestimate the amount of NFL talent that they're throwing to. And, and I understand in, in football, the most important position is quarterback. But I think in the college game, the skill player, the running back, 
sometimes the wide receivers we saw with this Devonta Smith can be dominant enough that it that they should be given more credit than they're given. And so so that's my take. Johnny Manziel, bottom of the list. And I also saw him like play terrible as a member of the Memphis Express, you know, in the American Football Association. So, you know, I that may that may be coloring, you know, my thoughts here. Also kind of uh, immediately tearing down your own favorite Missouri football memory. Well, I'm not, I mean, he won a Heisman. I mean, it's not like, like he's not notable. Okay. Like, it, like I'm just saying like, like the fact that he lost to that Missouri team a year later, maybe conveys that Johnny football was only very good at college football. Not great. <sighs> okay. All right. Gilly, you're, you're 10, you're number 10. So at 10, yeah, I think like I'm going to go. I know, I know. I'm kind of going back and forth with it, to be honest with you. I think I'm going Derrick Henry. I just feel like in terms of Heisman winners that have had, granted, he had a, that's a, but still, to Sosa's comment, his team is so loaded. I feel like we give him a lot of credit for the numbers he put up because of how much of a loaded team he was on. Um, I don't know. And I'm maybe I'm a more of a traditionalist where I'm going to lean towards the quarterbacks as opposed to a running back that realistically a couple of running backs go off each year. And it's like, if you put a running back in a situation like Derrick Henry had in Bama, I don't know who, who knows, who knows what we could see. Yeah. How about that? Put that in your I, pipe and smoke it. Chubba <laughs> Hubbard would have been the goat if he played under that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That was a little too much. Hey, but, guy from Tulsa, Chubba Hubbard. All right. Went, sure. I believe it went to Booker T. Washington High School. So uh, I lived in Tulsa for a while. Go Tulsa. I mean, you could you could argue, yeah. Uh, I mean, Christian McCaffrey could have won it that year if he didn't play for Stanford. You swap out Henry and McCaffrey, and it, it could be a completely different story. I, I, I'm kind of with Gilly. Uh, I don't have Henry as 10. I have Marcus Mariota at 10. Um, just because I, I hated his Heisman campaign because it felt like from like start to finish, we knew it was Mariota the entire time. Um, and it really, I don't know if it was as much like Mario, sure he had talent, but at the same time, like it was a great system to just run and put up numbers. Um, so I got Mariota at 10. He had a boring Heisman year. It, there was really no one to compete with him. I feel like, uh, so Mar Marcus Mariota is my, my number 10. Um, all right, Sam, you're number nine. So you had Manziel at 10. Who's, who do you have at nine? RG three. Wow. Really? RG three. Yeah. Wow. Look, if you look at the stats, they yes, the, the running stats are excellent. Like they really are. They're not that different from a guy that I rate much higher later on in Lamar Jackson. But I just like you look at his career, like I'm not sure this is the best year of his career. It feels kind of like a lifetime achievement award. I'm kind of against the lifetime. And I feel like Baker Mayfield's Heisman was also kind of the lifetime achievement. Heisman of like you have been a great college player for a while. Like so we're story. gonna give you the Heisman. Yeah, it, it's like it's part of the narrative arc of a legend, and not necessarily like. And plus, this like the team he was on, it just wasn't that good. It wasn't that interesting. And like, I'm not like really faulting you for situation. I mean, it was a good team, but it wasn't wasn't like excellent. It was Baylor. When has Baylor ever been good? That's true. I mean, for it, him to pull it, Baylor it, out of the ashes like that, basically save a program. With his right arm and his legs. Oh, save the program. They weren't going to cancel football over there. 
Where he laughed. I mean, they almost. They got I close. mean, even even after some really bad stuff, they didn't care. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, like I mean, his head coach wasn't a good person, but yeah, no, <laughs> like I sorry, like I just I did not, and maybe this is like I also think it's interesting that both of these guys are like Manziel and RG three are twenty twelve and twenty eleven, and maybe I'm just not remembering it like that far back. Like college is a blur, but like I, I just wasn't. I don't remember, and I have another guy next that you you guys are also going to hate. So, but go ahead, Gilly. Yeah, Gilly. Yeah, that is, I'm a little shocked by that too, and I'll we'll kind of I'll I don't want to lead too into too much into why. Um, I have Mariota though at nine. I think I agree in terms of Connor's kind of claims, where it was like it was almost as if if Trevor Lawrence had like a, a pedestrian year this year and he won the Heisman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like okay, we all expected that. He really didn't do anything crazy. Um off the rails for us to be like, oh my gosh, like he's just so much better than everyone else. Um what well, Oregon didn't even win the championship, right? Like they no they, they, was, they lost yeah they lost to Cardell Jones. That's what it was. But um which again if, if had he won maybe I'd feel differently about it looking back. But that just feels like a one that I don't know. Like he, he I'm not to say he didn't deserve it, but I just feel like there are better other stories and seasons on this list. Okay. Um, my number nine, I'm going to actually kind of go with Sam here and Johnny Manziel. Um, I, I, as I keep, I, when I first looked at the list, I'm like, how could you ever put Johnny at 10? But then the more I like, the more I think about Sam's right, he had Mike Evans to throw to, um, I think he had more too. like the Texas A&M offense is really good. Uh, Mm -hmm. I just don't have the roster pulled up in front of me. Um, like it's one of those where it was a fun story. He took the world by storm as a freshman, beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. That's awesome. And in terms of like, if we're trying to argue, like, should Manziel have won the Heisman, um, which could be a good, you know, a, a good discussion someday of like, hey, Heisman players or Heisman trophies that were never handed out. Like, did Johnny really earn it that year? He did. Um, but when you're going up against other Heismans and basically pure stats and other situations, yeah, Manziel's lower than you would think it's one of those where his name pops off the list more than yeah Derrick Henry or Jameis Winston just because it's we remember Manziel for that year but um, Johnny football yeah. yeah I got him at nine the stats aren't there uh he had that great game in Alabama and it was one of those two where it was like Texas A&M it was Texas A&M they were a little brother for their right. entire school history they go to the SEC and it's one of those where it's like boy can they actually compete in the SEC West and then here comes out of nowhere Johnny football to be like, hell yeah, we can. And I'm going to beat Alabama on the road. It's like, holy crap. Wow. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, when you go up against the rest of these names, it's if we had done this list, like after a year or two after Manziel wins it, he's probably at the top of that, like last 10 where you're comparing him to like a Jason white or Ken Dorsey, uh, or Sam Bradford. But when you're comparing them, I don't know, to this list, it's, it's a little different. So I'm with you, Sam Manziel doesn't get I didn't have him at 10, but I, I can't I, – I, the more I think about it, I can't have him that that much he, higher. So, Yeah, that's fair. He's coming up on my list soon. Don't worry. I'm, yeah, not, I'm not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sam. And, uh, and just shout out to Texas A&M. Like, it is actually a good football school. They played very well yeah. this year. Like, like – Great football school. Texas A&M, good, good football school. Like, the third best team in the SEC East, which is, you know, they're the farthest west team. I don't know why they're in the SEC East, but, you know – the SEC is ge- geographically ignorant, apparently. So saying them, they're in the West. They are in the West. You're right. So yeah. to, to the to my number eight, yeah, yeah, number eight. We, don't, we don't we don't need to talk about it. 
Like Mariota, no, he's, yeah. okay. he's boring, garden variety, Heisman. Like very yeah. much like RG3, I feel like Lifetime Achievement Award. Like Yeah, and, his was. And, and the Heisman shouldn't be that. I think Heisman should be like singular greatness and dominance. And I feel yeah. like Marcus Mariota was not dominant. And I'm just not a Pac-12 guy. Like, I'm sorry. Wake me up when you like win a national title. Just wake me up. Don't, like I'll not I'll a fan kids. of Pac-12. I will not have fan of Pac-12 after dark. No. No, I mean I enjoyed it because like in college, like I was always like rather have Kansas State after dark in the Big Twelve after dark. That was disappointing (laughs) this year. (laughs) Kansas State. I mean Kansas State football, you know, post post Snyder is not not meh. meh. (laughs) (laughs) Gilly, you're number eight. You have uh so so Sam is uh Manzel RG3 Mariota. Gilly, you're Henry Mariota, you're number eight. Is it Manzel? It's Manzel, yeah. Okay. For the reasons you guys kind of mentioned, nothing crazy. I mean, it is crazy to think, though, in the sense, and I, I think Connor, you might have said this, where you look back and like you think back to Johnny Football, and you're like, oh, he's going to be high on this list. Yeah. And then you kind of put the, the the chalk to the board, and you're like, actually, sorry, Johnny, that's maybe looking back not as great as it it felt, but um, it was a moment, so I'll give him that. No, I yeah exactly. Uh, like I said, if we did it like the ten, if we started it was the ten years before where he's going up against Jason White, Sam Bradford, um, you know Mark Ingram, then it's kind of like oh yeah, Manzel's like way up there. But recency bias kind of sometimes maybe plays into it. Um, all right, my number eight. Uh, I feel like we're just kind of going in between like three that we kind of interchange. But uh, like Gilly said, I'm going to go Derrick Henry. Uh, it's an Alabama running back. I, and here's the problem. Here's the problem. I'm not taking his NFL accolades or accomplishments into my thoughts here. I know he ran for 2000 yards, Sam. I know he was unbelievable, but like we, had, we've seen Mark Ingham. We've seen Trent Richardson. Najee Harris was just available for the, or in the Heisman Jonathan finals. Jacobs, uh, yeah. Jonathan Jake. Well, Jacobs actually, I feel like was more like, whoa, in the NFL. Kind of like, out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, oh, like this was an Alabama running back. They're interchangeable. They run behind uh, first-round pick offensive linemen the entire time. I know it's the SEC West. I know they run against, you know, NFL defensive lines, but still, I got him at number eight because it's just another interchangeable Alabama running back. He's been the best one in the pros by far uh, from Tuscaloosa, but in terms of college, sorry, he's just another another Bama running back. Wow. This is, I mean – our list, I mean, we'll, we'll get to where Derek Henry is on my list, and you guys are going to be like, oh, my. But, um, I mean, okay. Yeah, all right. All right. Number seven, uh, you have Manziel, RG3, Mariota. So, I feel like now we're really getting into, like, we might see some shockers. No, I mean, I think I think we're going back. We're back up the list here, and we're just going to go with Jameis. I mean, like, he's not the worst. He's in the bottom half. It was an electric freshman season. There were some questions off the field. But the guy did not have, like, a ton of help on that team. Like, Devonta Freeman is on that team, yes. Cal- he's throwing to Calvin Benjamin a little bit. But, like, he was a great college football player, and that was a great team. And But that's all I have to say about him. Like, it wasn't that memorable. And, like, I think, like, he kind of was immediately overshadowed by the guys who came after him. And, like, he was kind of, like, forgettable after Manziel because Manziel was so, like, interesting and a cultural icon in so many ways. Or like a young person cultural icon. Like I wouldn't say Johnny Manziel is a role model. Let me let me rephrase that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not, okay. not a role model. All right, Jameis. Uh, okay. All right, Gilly. Seven. <laughs> uh, you 
I don't. I don't love that one. It's interesting. That's a little, love that a little one. harsh. A little harsh. I'm trying to process that. Uh, yeah, I know. Don't love that you one. You know what? I'm gonna go relatively okay. bold here. I feel like. Okay. I'm going because I I disagree with Sosa's take that he mentioned before, and I am the opposite on on these two similarly uh, playing quarterbacks. I'm going Lamar Jackson, number seven. Ooh. I just I, I'm sorry. And granted, it was a fun electric electric career in even season but at the same time it's that ah, come on i know he was the, the only thing that um the cardinals had but that's if they were what nine and four ish maybe that or is eight and they five were nine and four they were there yeah they were they were nine and four yeah they were yeah. not a good team. i mean i don't know we're, we're, we're talking about worse teams for other players that probably had arguably just as good seasons like granted he did everything so it's a little bit of a different situation but that was in the acc in what 2015 like that's a that's a different acc from 2016 um, actually no not even right yeah no 2016 2016 2016. okay he finished his third behind baker really took a turn so it's like okay he's beaten up on okay okay but still I, i just yeah the acc it wasn't what it is today so that hurts his case um especially in retrospect in my in my book. Sorry. Sorry, Ooh. Lamar. Should have been a receiver. <laughs> Bill Pult- no, I'm just kidding. Okay. All right. Uh, so, Gilly, you're Henry Mariota. You're Mizzou, causing me Jackson. a lot of pain. Uh, I, <laughs> I know. Good. Good. <laughs> Let's see. I got Mariota 10, uh, Manziel 9, Henry 8. My number 7, this is going to piss off Gilly, Baker Mayfield at number 7. I got Baker all the way down at number 7. Stupid. Baker, I, you know what? If I say it for Derrick Henry and I defend your take on Derrick Henry Gilly of he's just another uh, Alabama running back, I got to do the same for Baker of he's just another Oklahoma quarterback. Oh, my God. I, no, he's like the most accurate quarterback in recent college football history, is he not? Oh, my God. To be passing at that clip with the accuracy he did. <laughs> and the storyline. The story for 70%. The crush. Grab. Oh. Uh, he threw for like, seventy. Yeah, no, but like in terms of like, he threw for seventy percent. He threw know. for seventy percent. Uh, RG three threw for seventy-two percent his Heisman year, and Sosa's got him all the way down at like number ten. Well, you know what, Lamar Jackson threw under sixty percent, so I don't want to hear I, it in terms uh, of uh, <laughs> you haven't named I'm him just, yet. Just Baker Mayfield, I, and that's actually I know he's more than that. R.J. So. Young, the guy we're basing this entire list off of, he had Baker at number one. I can't believe that Baker is not the best Heisman Trophy winner of the last decade. There is no shot. Like I said, if I'm going to do that to Derrick Henry, of he's just another Bama running back, I have to do the same to Baker. He's a product of the system. He's just what another about OU quarterback. What story? That was just like that was a Cinderella season. A realistic. Oh, that he transferred. Like, man, oh like, God, he's the first. Right. He talks shit. No, no, transfer. but then he, he he talks shit and he yeah. backs it up. Like, no, oh, that's he why talks he even... shit to. No, he talks shit. The only team he talks shit to that I respected was Ohio State, and he did the flag plant because it flag was a year plant. after that. That was sick. I can respect that. Okay, when he does the ball grab to Kansas. Fuck you, dude. It's Kansas. It's Kansas. Stop it. You're Oklahoma. You are better than them. Stop it. You don't oh. do oh you, you you get snubbed in the handshake line by Kansas. Who cares? It's fucking Kansas. Oh get over you know yourself. Preach, preach, Connor. Kansas stinks. God. Go go Ooh. Missouri. M I Z baby. Yeah. yeah. Screw yeah. them beakers. 
Like if it was basketball, it'd be one thing. Like, yes, Kansas, you beat Kansas, or you know, they snubbed you. Yeah, they're jerks. But football, you're Oklahoma. Connor, you're supposed to beat them. When you've got fire like Baker Mayfield, you can't just turn it off. You can't. It doesn't matter if you're playing the Jayhawks or the Chicago Bears. You gotta. You just gotta bring the same energy every damn game. That's I mean, why. that's like that'd be like Justin Fields getting upset. Baker. Oh my. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be like Justin Fields getting upset because uh, nobody in the Rutgers line shook his hand or Maryland. It'd be like if Justin Fields did that to Maryland, we'd be like, what are you doing, dude? It's Maryland. You're going to beat him by 40. Baker does it to Kansas, and people are like, oh my God, he's competitive. He's fresh. He's new. No. Get, no, get he out. did not. No, no, no. Oh, that's where I'll push you, though. That was not the storyline back then of like, we love I Baker. I know. People Baker. were mad. People were so I know, but mad. Yeah, but it's Kansas. If he does it to like Texas, it's like, Good for you, Baker. Like, yeah, fuck Texas. Horns down. Kansas? Kansas? Really? Oh, You're going to do that to Kansas? I got Mayfield at seven, and I I feel that's that might be my state. strongest take. <laughs> that might be my, the one I feel most strongly about. Uh, Sosa, you're up to number six. I, if you put Winston at seven. So, I, Connor, I agree with, with your take on Baker Mayfield. I did not put him at six. I thought about it. But he's top instead, five. We'll take it. <laughs> I put another guy who I, I, maybe this is going to be really egregious to y'all, but Joe Burrow is number six. <gasps> what? Why? Why? I mean, I guess you've already said it. Like, who have they this been? This is my thesis. Like, I'm sticking had to an it. NFL team, but come on. You, you're surrounded by an NFL team. You did not rush the football that much. You did not really, like, yes, you were incredibly accurate. You threw for a ton of yards. But Justin Jefferson showed up in the NFL this year and caught and, and did the same thing, made Kirk Cousins look good. So, like, I just feel that we have to respect the receivers for these guys. And Joe Burrow, like, he's getting credit for air yards that he didn't really earn. I'm sorry. Great season. Fantastic season. I'm not saying he's not a great college football player. He won the Heisman. But it, he's not in the top past 10 years. He's just bottom half for me. He's just – he's. I, I'm sorry, you guys are gonna hate these takes, but I gotta spit it how it is. All right, like college football is about great individual talents, and I'm not convinced Joe Burrow isn't just very good. Is that I mean, who, to his NFL prospects in that statement? I know that your your take on no, on him no, I'm not to do with that. I'm just curious. Okay, no, no, it, it, no. I'm I'm trying to take them in the totality of their college football experience. I'm not thinking like when I rate a guy about what they did in the NFL. Like I'd have Baker lower if I thought about like what they did in Baker. Oh, sorry, sorry, Gilly. I know you try to trade for him every fantasy season, but like you know, I never Baker, get the draft. Great and bullshit. <laughs> but but no, I, I'm trying to think about like totality of their experience. And you show up for one year. Yes, it's dominant. But like we look at that team, like Jamar Chase, who opted out this year, is going to be a first round pick. Like we're going to see that like he had some really great players playing with him, and. And then it wasn't really like the dominance of Joe Burrow. It was a great story, but I think I don't think it was like a, a, a top ten season in the past decade, or a top five season in the past decade. I would say. Hmm. Interesting. Hey, I'd like. Uh, it's hard for me. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from, Sam. He had a ton of. He basically was playing on an NFL team at the collegiate but, level, but I mean, but Edward Tolaire was his running back, catching catching passes. I know, but he still had like the greatest statistical season of all time in college football. Like it was still impressive what he did, and just absolutely dominated his way to a national championship. It wasn't, it wasn't like they lost a game here or there. 
I mean, they just crushed everybody. Sure. I mean, they were they were a fantastic team. Not taking anything away from them, but like you also like how many like for like NFL draft picks on the defense? Like, there's a lot of them. And like, yeah. also, I think with quarterbacks, we have to think about like the past 20 years since Mike Leach changed football, right? Like, changed all of football. Like, we have a ton of inflation with passing yards. Like, it's just like you know, getting into the statistics. Like, you look at a 40 a 4,000 yard passing season in, in the college football now, and it's kind of a dime a dozen. They're like five, six guys that do it every year at least. Like it used to be like unheard of. So I think you got kind of crying over there. Ooh, I, I sneezed. I can't <laughs> oh, believe it. I'm allergic. <laughs> I'm allergic to Sosa's uh, takes here. I I can't. Uh, I I mean uh, again that you know what I respect Sam. He's going on. He's using the same logic in all of his picks. You know he, he's got the whole like you know NFL team surrounding him. How many draft picks are around him? I I, I get it. I respect it, but. I don't. Yeah. I, I again. How do you not put Baker Mayfield ahead, of, or how do you put him ahead of Joe Burrow? I don't get that. Okay, Gilly. Um, Baker uh, Mayfield's next. Baker's next. Okay. Gilly. Oh no! Uh, well, I'm gonna hate that one. Gilly went. Uh, he's got Henry uh, Mariota, Manziel, Jackson. Who do you got for? Uh, who do you got, Gilly? So number six here. Um, yeah, number I, six. It, it's kind of a funny one because. What was it? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Jameis. I'm. I gotta go with Jameis here. I just uh, no. Sosa doesn't like that already. I. I just feel no, like no, there I'm has to be a it. point where I'm we. Uh, seven. I, I'm seven. I'm fine with it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Great season. Won it all. Had a little bit of talent around it, but like when you look back at the stats, it's not like an, an eye popping season. We're like, holy shit. The most impressive thing is that he did that as a freshman. Um. Uh, but beyond that. It's I don't know. It pales in com- into in comparison of the the next few guys. Okay, um, I I don't I got Winston higher. I'm shocked you guys don't love really James Winston. I do. I really do. Uh, but my next pick, since I went Mayfield, and my argument was he's just another OU QB. I got to go with the next one. That's uh, Kyler Murray. I got Kyler Murray as my uh, number six. Mayfield Murray back to back. I don't know. Maybe it's my my Big Twelve Nebraska bias. I can't put the OU QBs that high, but again, they're just they're kind of a dime a dozen. Wouldn't be shocked if Spencer Rattler walked away with the hardware this year. So, the again, we're going off of Heisman seasons. If you if you put Kyler Murray's career up against Baker Mayfield, there is no comparison. Like Kyler Murray uh, was the best called or the high, best high school football player when he went to college. Uh, went to Texas A&M, by the way, but transferred to OU. And, you know, a year after Baker, came in with the Heisman, a number one overall pick. And, again, I, I can't – I'm not taking professional uh, accolades and accomplishments into this, but he's, I'd argue, maybe the better pro than uh, Baker Mayfield so far. So, um, oh, and here we go. Here on. we go. Jesus Christ. What are you oh talking about? Kyler took a what major step back. What am I talking back. about? He took a major step back last year. Let's be real. Oh, Baker took okay. A step Tell forward. that to my fantasy football championship. Yeah, why would you? Fantasy. You look at the, did the Cardinals <laughs> make the playoffs? No. Nobody no, almost made the he playoffs. He came very close to the playoffs. Like, yeah. He didn't, though. Did they almost. No. Almost doesn't count. Come on, you're better than that. Yeah, Baker's also got OBJ, and Jarvis like Landry, fan. and Miles Garrett. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. I got Murray, Murray Mayfield, Murray. If I'm gonna stick with the Mayfield argument, I gotta do the same for Murray. And again, I can't take their like whole careers into it. So that's number six. All right, we're into the top five. Sosa after Joe Burrow. Who's in your top five? Who's number five? 
Number five, as I said, it's Baker. Um, oh, yeah, Baker. Yeah. It's Baker. Like, just real quick, like, I think he's a great quarterback. But, like, look at the rece- – again, look at the receivers around him. Okay? Yeah. Like, keep in mind, like, in in 2016, when he finishes third, D.D. Westbrook finishes fourth right behind him. Okay? He, his, his Heisman year, he's throwing to Hollywood Brown, um, Mr. Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. He's throwing to Mark True. Andrews. Yep. And he's throwing to – I'm blanking on the third guy here. I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm 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 really upset that I'm blanking on this third guy. But like a ton of skill players, he has good running backs. I I think and it's an offense built around him. Fantastic college career with you know the really bad tackle that he takes in Fayetteville, Arkansas, from the police department, which is like I think an <laughs> underrated highlight of that career. Like when he flees from police and gets tackled, which is just a very funny video. I'm sorry, Baker. I mean, I think you probably laugh about it too. What do you think about it? As you, you know, take your millions to the bank. I don't think it's funny at all. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're a little sensitive, Mike. I've always no, like kind of felt that about you. <laughs> but, but yeah, those that's my Baker take. Respect to Baker. I lived in Oklahoma during this this rain, the reign of Baker, and like I don't think. I think he could have won the governorship in Oklahoma if he had run. Yeah, I think I think uh, that's possible. Uh, to to bring up your point, Sosa, uh, you had Rodney Anderson actually as their top rusher, but they had Trey Sermon on that team. Uh, we just saw what he did with Ohio State this past season. Uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown, as you mentioned, Mark Andrews, and then C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb was on that team. Oh right, uh, so yeah, yeah Baker, I, I totally Baker, forgot about C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Yeah, so Baker's got two first-round pick-wide receivers throwing to, and then I, I can't remember if Andrews probably was like, what, second, third-round pick, but yeah, you know, still very good. So, yeah, Baker, Baker had a ton of weapons around him in Oklahoma. Uh, OU quarterbacks this decade pulling up the Heisman or diamond, or throwing for 40 touchdowns or a dime a dozen. I don't want to hear it. Oh, please. You're just – no, you're salty about the Big 12. That's what it's all about. Um, yeah, all right, Gilly, who's in your top five since you still don't have Baker Mayfield in there? Oh, I'm not going to mention his name for another moment, so buckle yeah. up. <laughs> um, I realistically, um, I, I, I'm a little wishy-washy on this one, but I am going to do this. I'm going to put Devontae Smith at five Ooh. here. First time he's been mentioned. I know, but again, this is another one, and granted, even in the national championship, he was just like a step above everyone else. Like it looked literally like he was playing down to a lower level of competition with how easily he was getting open against arguably one of the best secondaries in the country in in Ohio State. But I, at the same time, it was such a loaded team that Bama team and that Bama offense that it, it's got to at least take a little bit away from what his his numbers say and even in terms of his yardage and granted he did miss some time right in terms of yeah although or was that just the postseason okay but yeah yeah i'm pretty sure he missed some time but it's not like he smashed records in the sense of uh of yardage i'm sure in terms of bama receivers he's going to be up there in terms of a single season but i don't know i i he just such a talented team and i'm sorry that that takes away from him because he's he's going to be a fun player at the NFL level, but I I, I kind of had to, to ding him for that, and I'm going with uh, Kyler next in terms of uh, another another guy that was it for his team. Okay, um, my we're not that five. far apart here, Gilly. Really. Okay, okay. 
Yeah. No, not, not too far. My number five, (laughs) I'm way off here. Uh, (laughs) but anyways, uh, my number five is, uh, actually going to be, you know, I'm kind of stuck between three guys here for this like five spot. And I feel weird putting them like the, the rest of them that far up there. But, um, I, I don't know. I feel like this one, I have to go Jameis Winston at number five. I think you guys have already both mentioned Winston, if I'm not mistaken, you have. So I'm actually the one to put him even higher. Um, Winston had an unbelievable freshman year. And the only reason I'm putting him behind the other two guys I'm, I'm debating is I think he had more help. He had more professional help. As you mentioned, Kelvin Benjamin uh, was on that team, Devonta Freeman. It was a stacked Florida State team. It was Jalen Ramsey like on that defense. Uh, uh, yeah, that's true. A very good defense. It was a very good Florida State team. Uh, and I can't knock him for that because he went out and had a ridiculous year. I think he threw for 40 touchdowns, did Jameis Winston, and was absolutely unbelievable as a freshman. Um, after Manziel won it as a freshman, we we're like, we'll never see that again, a freshman. When it Winston comes back the next year and is like, hey, I'm a freshman, I'll win it. Um, and a hell of a baseball player too, by the way. But uh, I think top five is a good place for Jameis. I have a few spots ahead of RJ Young on that graphic. I have him a few spots ahead of you guys. I feel better like i feel like i'm i'm giving one James spot a- over here pump the brakes <laughs> now we all of a sudden I already wrote in your Ky- okay guy. all right i already you know i wrote in your kyler one so i, I already have no. that but i uh no Jameis was unbelievable that year so but i think he had a little more help than the other two i'm thinking of around this spot so i put Jameis at five um sosa number four after baker mayfield monta smith wow you guys are go wow i see wow. like I, wow. Like like Gilly, I actually think like if you wow. watch those games, like Jerry Judy would be the guy that you thought would have won the Heisman from Alabama this year, but he went out and everyone's like, "Oh no, Alabama! Oh no!" And then Devontae Jalen Smith, Waddle, Jalen Waddle. I'm sorry, not Jerry Judy. Yeah. Jalen Waddle. I apologize. The Jays, the Jays get confused. Jalen Waddle. I apologize. Well, that's slander. But <laughs> I should just stop talking. To be honest, the, no, the Devonta Smith, like he just like was dominant, like. He's a singular talent, and that's what I like to see out of my Heisman winners is guys, when you get them the ball and they have the ball, they control the game, and that's what he did. And he – I mean, he – like, that was a good Ohio State team they beat in the national championship game. That was a good team, and they handled that. And a lot of it had to do with him. So I I would just say he's he's number four. I mean, how rare is it for a wide receiver? I mean, when was the last time someone got close? I mean, I guess D.D. Westbrook got pretty close actually in 2016. He finished fourth. But like it's tough for a wide receiver to win it, and I think I think he won it for a good reason. Huh. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Gilly, I, I I don't know. I, I Sam Sam might have convinced me otherwise. Gilly, you had Kyler Murray. Uh, do you want to touch on that or just you know Kyler? I just four? talked about Devonta Freeman. You don't want to give me any credit, but after Sosa gives his spiel, you're it was pretty anemic <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Your your yeah. take was pretty anemic. <laughs> whatever whatever come on that's bullcrap um i am going at number four kyler as i mentioned um I, the only reason i kind of held on to him as long as i have is because i kind of i see merit in connor's argument that wherever you have baker you kind of have to have kyler in tow one way or the other um in terms of those oklahoma sooners quarterbacks being uh tethered together in terms of that that offensive system carrying the load there um but but not yet, so don't worry. But uh, but yeah, Kyler at number four for me. Okay, uh, my number four. <sighs> you know what? 
I, I think oh, I don't know. I wanted to have him higher. I really did, but I think Sosa actually might have talked me into it. I, I'm going to go Devontae. Uh, you, you guys have me there because Sosa made a great point that I completely forgot about. Um, was that it, it, honestly Jalen Waddle for the first part of the season was the best guy. And Sosa, when you you brought up wide receivers, it, it brought me back to thinking of uh, uh, I I just saw like the the highlight of when Calvin Johnson was drafted by the lions. And like, they talked about what he was and how good he was at everything that he was good at everything. They were like, he's fast. He's huge. Great hands. First athleticism, like, whatever out. you want, yeah, you whatever you want. Yep. Calvin Johnson had what does Devonta Smith have elite route running. Okay. He's not going to out jump anyone. He's got great hands. We'll give him that great instincts, but is he a wide? Is he the wide receiver you'd point to? Like, if you were building a perfect wide receiver, I'm sorry, but Devonta Smith isn't it. He's not. He's he just isn't. You know, he was he's really a ball good catcher for, though. He's a ball catcher and he's shifty. He's a ball catcher, right? But at the same time, did he win it this year? Because 2020 was weird. You know, Justin Fields really didn't play enough games for us to have the stats to be like, yeah, he should be up there. Trevor Lawrence, if he doesn't miss uh, the Notre Dame game. If he leads Clemson to the win in Notre Dame in South Bend, does he walk away with the Heisman over uh, Devonta Smith? He might. He honestly Lifetime might. achievement award. Lifetime achievement award. That's what that would have been. Okay, but still, like, Devonta Smith, it, it, like, he's in my top five. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, I had him for a moment, I think, at, like, probably number two, if my math is correct here. And so, so yeah, you convinced me to tr- kind of drop him down to four because – I, I believe top five is right because, yes, it's it's hard to win a Heisman as a wide receiver. I mean, if Larry Fitzgerald didn't do it, you know. Again, Larry Fitzgerald is another one. I would say probably a better college wide receiver than Devonta Smith. Um, so, yeah, okay, I got Devonta at four. So, so you convinced me. Um, so we I both mean, have him at four. Uh, where okay, did that Pittsburgh team finish, though? But realistically, and I know from an individual season standpoint, I'm sure Larry Fitzgerald's numbers hold up, but, like, Come on. What was that? 2004, 2003 pit? Like, we, I don't know. They Were they top 10? Like, about that, 2000, right? 2003, yeah. I mean, and yeah, they weren't great. And he was only a sophomore. He left college early. But I'm just curious, though. That's where I, I don't know. But I mean, you, you have Devonta Smith higher than me. So I guess. Well, I think I, I'm, I'm also, and this is going to be some SEC bias as a Missouri fan, but like, when I look at receivers succeeding in the SEC, I know they're going against some, not all, some NFL cal- caliber cornerbacks, right? There are a bunch of NFL cal- caliber cornerbacks that come out of the SEC right every year. Yeah. And and I and I think when you're succeeding against that level of athlete and you're showing that you can be dominant, I, I think I think it's just different. And and that's why I think Devonta Smith is four for me. Like I do it because I'm bullish on Devonta Smith, not like like it's not a knock on him. Like I mean Baker Mayfield's probably like, dude, you're an idiot right now, like listening to this. But like, I mean, I'm just, I'm more, I'm more interested in individual players, and I think Devonta Smith is like, I thought, you know, in, in the line of like Alabama wide receivers, Amari Cooper should have come close to winning the Heisman than he did, right? Calvin Ridley yeah. was a dominant player at Alabama. Like, we don't Julio. talk about the, yeah, Julio. We don't talk about dominant Alabama wide receivers that were probably much bigger reasons for why their teams won the championship. Then the running backs, though, I have a I have a certain Alabama running back very high on this list. So I was gonna say you still have a name to yeah. me. I just realized I that still have an, I still have a name to him. So are we are we going oh, to number God. three now? Yeah, number three is that him? No. 
Oh, wow. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Holy it is, uh It is number three is Kyle Murray, who I saw in person in the fall of 2018 at Gaylord Field, and it was a fantastic game. They, they just smushed Chip Kelly's UCLA. It wasn't that fantastic at all. Um, we, we like, we left early. It was, it was so bad, but like great place to watch a game by the way. But like seeing that guy in person and then like the fact that like they weren't sure he was going to be quote the starter in spring camp. Like they like that was up for debate. Like you saw like how small he was. Like, I don't know what Kyler Murray is like generously listed at. I'm, I'm assuming it's five ten because like any guy sub six feet just automatically gets the five ten when it's not true. Like Kyler Murray's five foot eight. Like, like he is not a big guy. And to watch him move and the way he can throw the football is incredible. And, like, I disagree, Connor, with the Oklahoma running back thing. I know Jalen Hurts then finishes in 2019 second in the Heisman. So, like, there definitely was a trend here of, like, 17, 18, and then 19, right? But I would just say, like, Kyler Murray, the the rushing yards he put up, put up 1,400 rushing yards and I think 20 touchdowns. Like, it was – like – when you're putting up that level of singular dominance, right? Like in your scoring, like that to me, I think like shows why he was so great. And, and just like also at his size, like he was, he's just, he's a little guy doing it. And maybe as a five foot seven dude walking around, I got a soft spot for that. Short Kings unite. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I was going right, to so Tyler three. It's not bad. Uh, Gilly, who do you got at three after Kyler? After Kyler at number three, I'm going, ironically enough, with RG3. He's my number Ooh. three. Yep. So you know what that wow. means. But um, but yeah, I, I think what, where I kind of have to pump the brakes on RG3 realistically, it's kind of his, his team outcome, right? Like at, at a certain point, that's where I feel like it caps out is his Heisman moment and his Heisman season. He did crazy things um, for, a, in, I don't know, a good a good Baylor team, not a great Baylor team. Um, and obviously he was the maiden reason for that, but that's kind of why he's limited on my oh. list here. It's number How three. dare you? Uh, How dare you? Yeah. Alamo Bowl champs, Gilly. Yeah, you know what? You're going to be like 30 <laughs> seconds anyway. I don't want to hear it. Alamo yeah. Bowl champs, how dare you? Um, okay, uh, you got RG3 at three, my number Against three. Washington, is that who it was? Yeah, it was. Yeah, a high-scoring oh, yeah. game, Gilly. He carried oh, yeah. Baylor's ass. 67 to 56. Come on. Jesus. I'm going to go um, at my number three, Lamar Jackson. Um, at Lamar. Steve Sarkeesian was sober enough to coach yeah. that game. <laughs> hey, hey, okay. <laughs> he's cleaned up his Texas. life. He's at USC. They're going to be good. Texas. Texas, I'm sorry. Yeah, USC is where he ruined it. USC. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we take so many shots at Sark. It's, I feel we do for some reason. Just... I don't know why. We do, yeah. Um, both of us, too. Deserve it. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I know. I, Lam- yeah, I only do it because you have, to be honest with you. That's why I take as many shots as I can. <laughs> I have Lamar Jackson. Um, I, I, he and RG3 are very close because RG3 is going to actually be my next one. Um, but they're very close because they went to very com- – it was comparable situations. Uh, Louisville and Baylor, neither school has been great. Like, I mean, they, they've just been – I mean, Louisville maybe a little bit more than Baylor. Baylor was like – I mean, trust me, Baylor was like uh, the laughing stock of the Big 12. They were like the Tampa Bay Devil Rays of the Big 12. Like, they were just uh, – you know, oh, we're going down to Waco to win a game by 60. That was Baylor. Um, but Lamar, I got him at number three. Cause again, I, I have a soft spot, I think for RG three, but, um, I mean, Lamar was good. Lamar was great. 
But at the same time, we've kind of seen Lamar, haven't we? We saw it with Michael Vick. You know, we've seen the running quarterback dominate college football. We saw football. it with Michael Vick. Okay. Yeah. Like that. Like, oh, dismiss that. <laughs> I, I have the three. What do you mean I'm dismissing it? I'm giving it. He's the third greatest Heisman of the last decade. Um, I just don't have him as high as his other two. Uh, I'm trying to defend why I have him like not number one. It is kind of weird that you have him. You have him ranked higher than I do, but yeah, I find myself trying to defend him to you. The way the way you're you're choking, you're talking about him. Yeah, it is. I don't know. It's kind of how like Gilly would talk about Devonta Smith, like just not yeah. enthusiastically at all. <laughs> I it is what it is. He's still five on my list. It's not like I'm shitting on him too much, but no. Okay. No. I, okay. Lamar had an electric year. He's an electric player. He's at number three. All right. There. I'm done. I, I'm all right. right. Wait, to win for- Louisville, to, that, that's impressive. Okay. You don't go right. to Louisville. Number to two win on my list. list. Yeah, number two. <laughs> Just your garden variety Alabama running back, Derrick Henry. Yeah, shake your head, Gilly. Do it. I don't care. <laughs> I'm shaking it. Going off. It's going Why? off Derrick Henry's giant shoulders. His his giant number two past decade. Someone won Sosa fantasy football championship this past fall. I feel like no, no, it's not even like it's not like Derrick Henry love for like what he did. No, it's it's definitely it's just the fact that like he was dominant. Like he was dominant. We talked about Derrick Henry when we watched a game. It was like he was playing against children. Like it looked like he was playing high school football. To be completely honest. And and I think we forget that. I think we like, yeah, we saw Najee Harris run over a bunch of people this year. So we're like, oh, just Alabama running backs running behind that great offensive line, which always has like three guys from the top 50 on. Right? Like, sure, get that. But like I think Derrick Henry, like in a long line of of Alabama running backs, stands out as the greatest and, and really stands out as the most dominant, to be completely honest. And, and that's why I feel the way I do. And he honestly made the Heisman Trophy look small in his hands, which is really hard to do. Like, these are big men, and it's really like Derrick Henry and Cam Newton that have made the trophy look small. Big man. Big guy. I, I don't know. If that's how you feel, Sosa, again, I just garden variety. <laughs> Alabama. Is he the best Alabama running back of the bunch? Sure. But I, something has to be – I mean, that's like, you know – it's like Wisconsin running backs. They're, you know, they're all, they're all just, they're all the same in a way. Jonathan Taylor and Monty Ball are not the same. And they're <laughs> upset that you said that. Okay. <laughs> if, if there's anyone who's not the same, and if there's anyone I owe an apology to, it's James White. Actually, I don't. Cause James, uh, what James White did to Nebraska in the big 10 championship game, I still haven't completely forgiven him for, but we're getting there. We're the healing, is, the healing is going on. My issue with the Derrick Henry thing is that 2015 Alabama team, that's probably on the short list of one of the best college football teams ever. And granted, Derrick Henry is a part of that, and he like contributed towards that. But like that Bama defense, I don't know. I just feel like everything went in his favor. And I don't I don't know the offensive linemen off the top of my head of how many of them were drafted early um, from that 2015 team. But I can't imagine it's any less than three or four that were drafted with significant, uh, I don't know, NFL pedigree, but I don't know. That's, that's tough. That's, it's such a good team. And I, I think it, it dings him when you're running back in that situation, but call me crazy. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, again, 
you can look at that 2015 Heisman Trophy voting, and second is Christian McCaffrey. Are the stats the same? I mean, rushing yards, yeah. He's got 2,000 yards. Derrick Henry's got 2,200. But Christian McCaffrey only had eight touchdowns. They just didn't feed him the football, you know, at the goal line like they did to Derrick Henry. So, I don't know. And, and McCaffrey was a better, much better receiver than Henry, too. So is it was Henry yeah. even the best running back that year? I don't know. It's also the year that Keenan Reynolds maybe should have gotten a Lifetime Achievement Award at Navy and won the Heisman. Finished fifth. Leonard Fournette. I don't know. Like Fournette, I have a soft spot for Leonard Fournette, but, but no. 300 t- carries, almost 2,000 yards, and 22 touchdowns. Dalvin Cook. Ezekiel Elliott, like, I, I don't know. It, it feel, I mean, sure, Henry was the best running or, you know, the running back on the best team that year, but was he the best running back in 2015? I, it's Henry he McCaffrey, the, he, Cook, Elliott. I mean, I don't know. He was the best running back then, and he remains the best running back today. And that is a loaded running back group. Loaded. I don't know. I, okay. It's going right. to catch up to him in the NFL. Just you wait. He's yeah. gonna too much of a load. Just right. you wait. It's all gonna weigh on okay. him. Okay, keep shorting Derrick Henry, and he will run you over. He'll, I don't. I, will, I mean, I don't. He will squeeze you. You're saying we want to tackle Derrick Henry. We don't yeah, want to. Yeah. It's not um, my fault. He went blow for blow in the national championship with Wayne Gallman in terms of rushes. <laughs> yeah. uh, Gilly, you had Henry at tenth. You just had RG three at three. Who do you got at number two? It's one of two, and I already, I'm, I'm not already... going to be too crazy here. It's Baker. It's Baker Mayfield. Okay. It's it's higher than you guys each had him, right? So I'm not so totally um, pretty crazy. I don't know. I, I'm not going to. I know. It, you know what? No, you're crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I stand by it. I, I do. I really do. And that's it's also the storyline of that season. It was one of those things where it's like I don't know. That's where I put him above Kyler. Um, in terms of those very similar, honestly, Oklahoma seasons, when you look at the end result and their records, um, Kyler was more dynamic as a runner, but at the same time, I think everything that Baker symbolized and to this day does, that's what pushes him over the edge for me. And that's why when I look back, that's my like second, second, uh, prioritized, uh, I guess I would, I don't want to say favorite cause I guess it is a favorite, but that's number two for me. Gilly's cultural icon of this century is probably Baker Mayfield. Like that's what I'm getting right now. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. That's who Gilly like what resembles a his life around. What a moment, right? Am if I wrong? Gilly ever sees it? That's so crazy. I'm wondering if Gilly ever so sees crazy? a Kansas shirt in public. Grab my crotch. Nuts. Yeah. It's Kansas. God I just might. I'm gonna who point cares? To it I'm gonna. You're supposed to beat Kansas. You're Oklahoma. Knock it off. Um. All right, my number two. Supposed to beat everybody uh, when you got that mentality. RG three, Robert Griffin the third uh, is my number two. I you guys had uh, well, Gilly. Sorry, you you had him one spot behind. Don't want to do that again. Sosa had him like way back at nine. Yeah, nine. What the fuck? Um, RG three, number two. Uh, You want to talk about like a cultural icon? It was RG three. I mean, this guy. He had games where he threw more touchdown passes than incompletions. Um, I mean, his, his Heisman winning year, 37 touchdowns, six picks, 72% completion percentage, uh, about 4,300 yards. Again, I, I think the fact they just, he took Baylor from the laughing stock to all of a sudden, like what we kind of know Baylor now as today is 
it doesn't, there's not, there's no words for it, for what he did. I mean, that's, you know, um, and I hate to compare him to the Tampa Bay Devil Rays because that'd be like trying to compare RG3 to Evan Longoria and being like, oh, Evan Longoria saved Tampa Bay. But like they had a lot of pieces there, Carl Crawford, yada, yada, yada. If you look at the, the Baylor team, um, from that year, which I have. Right it, <laughs> <laughs> 2011 Baylor. <laughs> I have no idea where you're going with this. I'm like, what the fuck? Who's Carlos Pena in this scenario? Because yeah, he really deserves some respect. Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who is the He's Scott Casimir of the Baylor team? Right? What do we... <laughs> Yeah, the guy who transferred because they would have to be him transfer because they <laughs> traded Casimir before they got good. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> Anyways, 2011. <laughs> Did I he even have... deserve the Heisman that year? That's my question. Yes. Well, because he beat out Andrew Luck. You which know what? Sam would sit here and say, oh, that's, you know, a lifetime achievement Here's... award for Andrew Luck. But. Uh, Call me he, crazy. This is what they were arguing at the time. It was like he had a great career. He's going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. They're tanking for, you know, the Colts are tanking. They don't want Peyton Manning because of this guy. He should get the Heisman. And he yep. didn't. And I'm not saying that RG3 didn't deserve that Heisman. But looking back, meh. No, RG3 deserved the Heisman because uh, he had about 700 more yards than Andrew Luck. Uh, on three more completions and two less attempt, two fewer, sorry, two fewer attempts uh, than Andrew Luck. Same amount of touchdowns at 37 and four fewer picks than Luck as well. So uh, pretty much every statistic across the board, RG3 no. was better. Um, that was the year Trent Richardson finished third. He had 1,600 yards. Uh, Monte Ball. And Monte who's fourth? <laughs> Monte Ball should have been the highest. Oh, you didn't even put up that's Derrick my, Henry numbers. He just had 33 touchdowns. That's all. Really? Yes, he did. He had better numbers. He had Not better as many numbers yards. than Derrick Henry. Knock it off. Uh, <laughs> and far less yards per. Oh, he did. Per, didn't, the yards per carry is lower, right? He had more yards, didn't he? Oh, did no. Derrick Henry okay. had 2,200 yards. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Ball, okay. ball just. But less touchdowns, the, right? Okay. 28. Who's going to score 33 touchdowns? That's still a record. Sorry, it's, it's Wisconsin. If Wisconsin they, they throw the ball the game, 10 times a season. Like, yeah. If, like, it's like once a game, they throw the ball. People, people in Wisconsin yeah. are like, we're fine if we lose the game, but we ran the ball 30 times. That's an honorable way to lose. That's an honorable way to go down. For Wisconsinites, that's like, nope, that's fine. We ran the ball. We, what more could we have done? Isn't it crazy, though, that Monty Ball did that though on like a loaded Wisconsin team. Realistically, yeah, Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson is quarterback. James White. They even had James field. White and Melvin um, Gordon. And Melvin Gordon. Yeah. yeah the fact yeah. that he put up those numbers in like with that type of competition, that that's that's quite impressive. Yeah. yeah Nick Toon, Aberderis. Yeah. Oh yeah. So trust me, I know those. Uh, I know those uh, Wisconsin teams well. So that's my number two. You know RG three. Well. Respect them. RG three. That dude was on another level. I. Again, I, I I have him at the, near the top of my list. I can't give that guy enough respect. All right, so we're to our top Heisman. Gilly and I are going to have the same one. Uh, Sam's is going to be a little bit different, and I it, I know who it is by looking at it, but I'll let him do it. So or you can figure it out because I'll go through his list. He had uh, Manziel at ten, RG three at nine, Mariota at eight, Winston seven, Burrow six, Mayfield five, Devonta four, Kyler three, Derrick Henry two. And 
garden Lamar variety. Lamar Jackson, baby. Lamar Jackson. All right, hear me out. Close your mouth. Be respectful, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Lamar Jackson changed the way we think about quarterbacks. He just changed it. Okay? Like, Michael Vick started this evolution, all right, of can the mobile quarterback, obviously a great player, can be impactful in the NFL. I'm not talking about the NFL here. Like, Lamar Jackson made us care about Louisville football, first of all. That's that's a singular achievement, really good. But second of all, like, the stardom and the mega wattage of that season is incredible. He was the guy the defenses were trying to hurt every game. They were just trying to knock him out of the game. And him doing what he did, I think, paves the way for a guy like Kyle Murray to get the job at Oklahoma. I think, like, you have a lot of, like, ripple effects that you see today where you're encouraging the dual threat quarterback. And I think a lot of that comes from Lamar Jackson. And, you know, maybe this is some recency bias, but I just think Lamar Jackson's, like, to do that at Louisville, to be so dominant, and and to really, like, represent for the running quarterback, which has always been slandered, and it's, you know, maybe not the best motives with some of that, I, I just got to give it to Lamar. I appreciate Lamar because he had the he had the legs of uh, a, a, a you know my first quarterback at Nebraska that I appreciated Eric Crouch. Um, he had the legs and speed of Eric Crouch, but a better arm than Crouch. I mean, I'm just looking at Crouch's numbers now. Granted, totally different system. Crouch ran a pure option offense, and Lamar had a spread right. where he was allowed to do whatever he wanted. But again, you look at the numbers. I don't hate. I don't completely hate your take here, so so because Crouch ran for eleven hundred yards, uh, and Lamar threw ran for, for what fourteen hundred, and uh, threw for fifteen hundred, and then Lamar actually threw for thirty six hundred and ran for fifteen hundred that year. Right. So Lamar on both aspects was better, but like I said, the offense twenty and the plus rules, touchdowns, right? Yeah, I mean, completely different time era of football, but still, Lamar was very impressive, and it makes you almost wonder: was Crouch like just you know before his time? Uh, or before, you know, would he be better nowadays? But um, I don't hate Lamar. Number one, you know, he's purely pur- purely electric. Um, you know, and over the last ten years, like I said, you don't go to Louisville and win Heisman's. That just doesn't happen. Not even Teddy Bridgewater did that. Like Bridgewater was like, "Oh, you're a nice story. You'll do well in the NFL," but you know. You're at Louisville. We don't care. He even went to a Sugar Bowl, did Teddy Bridgewater, and no one was like, oh, give him the Heisman. Like, Lamar had to take it to that extra step for someone to be like, he's Heisman worthy. One more take. I have one more take for you. You ready? Yes. The guy who finished second in 2016, Deshaun Watson. If he had won that year, I would have put him at the top of that list. I think that was one of the best Heisman races we've had in a long time. And hmm. I think Deshaun Watson might be the best college player of the last 15 years that didn't get a Heisman. And he didn't get a Heisman because of Lamar Jackson. And I'm just throwing that out there. That's all. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, third place that year, huh? Yeah, shut up, Gilly. <laughs> Mayfield. God damn. Um, I will say this. You know I mean, what? You both are accrediting the wrong people in terms of defining uh, or changing the game as a running quarterback. You know who the forefather of the running quarterback was? 
Yeah, one of one of Philadelphia's very own Randall Cunningham, and, and that's that's I'm, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. So you're both wrong <laughs> in that front. And granted, he did do that in college. I, I I know that much. It was in the NFL, but he's he's the guy who, who changed the dynamic. So I don't want to hear it. Gilly has been feisty tonight. He has been all about Lamar like defending Jackson. his like life in his life story. <laughs> Baker Mayfield moving to Philly. All of a sudden, he's just like you know Spending what? Like eighty thousand mentioned Randall Cunningham yet tonight. Like. Yeah. In fact, we Randall haven't talked Cunningham, about running man. Randall Cunningham yet. It's a crime. Yeah. What he did at UNLV should have been talking about talked about for decades. That's what it's all about. <laughs> all right, Michael. Yeah, your... Gilly, we'll we'll do ours together because we both have Joe Burrow at the top of ours. Oh my um, goodness. Oh my so goodness. Gilly Gilly has Derrick Henry 10, Mariota 9, Manziel 8, Jackson at 7, Winston 6, Devontae 5, Kyler 4, RG3, 3. And then Mayfield two. I have Mariota, Manziel, Henry, Mayfield, Murray, uh, Winston at five, Devonte four, uh, Lamar at three, RG three at two. So we both have Joe Burrow, and I mean Gilly. Um, I'm, I think you're in the same boat as me. Yeah, he had NFL. He had an entire first round draft of NFL talent surrounding him, but uh, the numbers he put up were just still stupidly stupid. He had not a lot of help, but the numbers were really good, and uh, we're going to stick to it. <laughs> no, they're better than really good. That's the thing. That's the difference, though. It's not like he put up numbers that matches like a Jameis or something like that. Like, no, yeah, he smashed it, destroyed it. Had like the greatest yeah. single season, like a uh, college. He threw sixty touchdown passes to Sosa and only six picks. So he didn't even. It's not even like oh, he like just threw the ball all over the place. And if he had like 15, 20 picks, it's like okay. Yeah, he just threw the ball a lot. Like, no, he only had six picks. Like, dude was just – he had 76% of his – too. Yeah. Yeah, 76. Like, oh, my God. Like, it was just unbelievable. That's Baker territory for accuracy. That's for sure. I, we, I've already named, like, four players that <laughs> threw better than Baker after you were like, yeah, the greatest single <laughs> season everyone's ever seen in the last 10 years. I didn't say that, but he's, he's, he's an accurate quarterback. That's all I'll say. But Burrow, Burrow's the tops, and so it's crazy yeah. for not thinking otherwise. He just did so much more in the sense of, yes, he was on the best team, and they had the best season, and, and he was – but he it all ran through him. It all happened because of him. That's my that's my dying hills. Yeah, by the way, the year after Derrick Henry left, uh, Alabama went 14 and 1. That I have no idea. I'm I could that sounds correct. Uh the year after Joe Burrow leaves, LSU goes 5 and 5. So Yeah, they also like the entire team got COVID in like because Ed Ogeron thought it was a competitive strategy to give them all COVID essentially in the middle of the year and then they weren't good. I'm like kind of like, you know, interpreting the news a little creatively here. But the whole team had yeah, very creatively. Okay. Okay. What publication like, are you with again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the whole team had COVID. I mean, I just I'm not gonna say oh they they fell off a cliff. And they also like graduated like 17 guys, including Joe Burrow to the NFL. Like they look they good lost, at the like, end of the year. Give that. Yeah, and then they yeah. and they kind of rallied at the end of the year. Yeah. By the way, I was right. Yeah. They went 14 and one, 2016, Alabama. I, I mean, like pulled that number out of if, my ass. Well, guessing if Alabama have one or, or zero losses is usually a safe bet. Yeah. yeah you're not that brave, Connor. Get <laughs> over it. It's not. Unless <laughs> <laughs> you went five and five this year. Come on. Give man his respect. No, I am. Yeah, I'm with you. Oh, well, I well we are. You one. and I, Gilly, are. Yeah, you and, you and I are. Uh, we have Burroughs. Lamar one. Jackson. 
Lamar. I'm sorry, Ado, I didn't mean to say that you actually got people. Who yeah. it. I didn't actually I, mean yeah. that. I, I can at least appreciate Sosa having Lamar as number one. If he had Derrick Henry as number one, I'd be like, oh, well, come on. Like, that's. Yeah, but again, yeah, but even like I know he had the team's outcome. I know he had no help, team. but it's like, come on. Lamar Jackson led his team to what? Was he, were the 20th best team in the country? Probably around that's that, right? Louisville. Ended up. Still. Yeah, that's, like, that's, like a, that's a great season for Louisville. Thank you, Michael. Okay. Okay. You know what? I'm going to go to Toledo and put up some numbers. And then are you going to call me a Heisman then? No, you're not. Gilly, name me one other player in that 2016 Louisville team. Just one. That's the Google. That's the Google. I I know. I I can't. I I can't off the top of my head. I'm going to look at the roster just to see. There we go. Like that's my that's our point. Like that's why Lamar is so. No, no. And I'm not. No, I already said that. He didn't have help. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, like for the the best Heisman of the last decade to to only be on the twentieth best team that season, come on, that's that's a little crazy. Because the the team the Heisman is not like the MVP award where you have to like equivocate on like the best like team, right? Like 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 no, it's not like like some yeah. It's not like the Mike the... Mike Trout gets boned a lot because it's like well he's the best player, but his team's not that great, so we can only give him to him every other year or something. Because that's yeah. not fair. Like otherwise, baseball's dumb like, like that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, baseball's dumb, but like still, like the basketball's dumb too, where they have weird narratives. Like the Heisman is like these guys are like larger than life. Like say what you want about college, like football in general, and like you know the the labor market, etc. But like these guys, the Heisman winner is is the best player. These singular talents, these guys that are going to be immortalized for their for what they did. And Lamar Jackson is totally immortalized for what he did. He was he was incredible. I, I think. Like, I don't think any single person on that list, and that's why I put him number one, had, like, a better season and stood out more from the crowd. And, and that's my story. I'm sticking to it, okay? I plead the fifth out of five. Yeah. The year after Lamar Jackson left Louisville, the 2018 Louisville Cardinals, uh, they went 2-10. and 10. So. Wow. No, I, I, I agree. Having Lamar, I, I agree with having Lamar that high. Um, I'm, I'm you totally didn't. with you. I had him at three. I had him at three, oh. but I, I, oh, okay, just, okay. I explained it. Right. I think Burrow, Burrow's like the statistics are otherworldly to ignore. No matter who is around him. I RG three for me personally is, was always higher than Lamar just cause it was Baylor and what he was able to do there. And he was just, other, he was, he could do it. He could do it both ways, legs and arm. You know, Lamar, yes, he was electric and all and all that, but um, so okay, there you go. That's our list. It's, Sosa's got Lamar, Henry, and Kyler Murray as his top three. Uh Gilly is Burrow, Mayfield, RG three, mine is Burrow, RG three, Lamar Jackson. So that was that was good, boys. That was fun. That was uh our lists were different enough that you know we were able to you know, it, it wasn't all the same. We all had different we all had different takes, we all had different ways of looking at it. I appreciate that. Like a good raise season of baseball. I it's just you never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> I mean, this year. Well, let me look that down. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great for the yeah. raise. You're gonna replace them. They'll probably just, you know, print out a pitcher. Like they'll just take the 3D printer that they have at their spring training facility and they'll just make one and he'll be great. You know what? I when the Rays treated Evan Longoria, they got better, so he was a detriment to their team. That that's <laughs> Based on what we said about Heisman's, that must be true. If we apply that logic, 
he he was a negative wow. ten win player because they they well, yeah, at the end became because he was real team, he was so. like RG three you because know he was always getting hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, no, please. Oh man, RG three uh, to me uh, he changed uh, he changed a lot. Uh, but okay. That'll do it for us this week. Uh, we want to thank Sam Hardiman for joining us. Uh, Sam, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you this uh, small platform here. Uh, last, what's your top recruiting pitch in 30 seconds or less of why people should visit Memphis? Why people should visit Memphis? Um, it's friendly. It's down to earth, and it's real. I would say, like, I, I like Memphis is not the fanciest city in the world. But it is, it is a place you go. And, and honestly, I should have said barbecue. Like, best barbecue in the country. I've lived in Oklahoma. I've visited Kansas City. I've lived in North Carolina. I've spent some time in Texas. Barbecue in Memphis, Tennessee. Best in the country. At me. I'll fight you about it. At Sam Hardman on Twitter. Thank you. Wow. There you go. I like how his voice changed too. He went from you know like normal, and then all of a sudden his recruiting pitch for Memphis. He like he actually turned into like the the guy here on a commercial. Be like, come to Memphis, Tennessee, y'all. Oh, that was good. <laughs> that was great. I haven't been there yet. I need to. Uh, you know, maybe I'll make it down there for baseball sometimes. So I, I think yeah. I don't know if Jackson has Red a team Birds. yet, but when they yeah, do, Red, we'll, Memphis we'll Redbirds. Yeah, Memphis Redbird, home former home of John Nagowski. A uh, teammate of Jameis Winston's at Florida State and uh, St. Louis Cardinals. So there you go. Uh, but that will do it for Verbally Committed, episode 38. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, as always, I'm Connor Ryan. And he and I'm is. I'm Mike Gilligan. Yeah. Weekend update. That wasn't the weekend update dynamic. They're supposed to say, it wasn't. Oh, I'm Colin Jost and I'm Michael Che. <laughs> Good night. That's you <laughs> Good night. You, you can't say and he's. You can't. You, you screwed me up. Live from Couch Guy. It's verbally committed. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! All right, that'll do it for us, everyone. Again, thanks to Sam Hardiman. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week.